Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's a great football team with a lot of moral fiber and a lot of character, and they showed it. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast, hosted. By Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. No place else you'd rather be than right here, right now. When it's too tough for them, it's just right. Presented by Syracuse.com and NYUP.com. The Bills make me wanna. Happy Thursday night, Bills Mafia special. Thursday night edition of Shout of Buffalo Football Podcast coming into your life. And as always, all off season long, we are brought to you by Value Home Centers. Listen, it's grilling season, Ryan Talbot. Okay. I just got out there today. I made some some sausages. Uh, I, I stopped over at Tops yesterday. I got some Minio and Sapio. Those are my favorite. Uh, put some Salem hot dogs uh, for the kids on the grill. Uh, and, you know, I, it, it would be nice to have a really nice grill over the course of the summer to grill things up. And right now you can get over to value home centers and get yourself a Weber. It is marked down big time. Usually goes for four 99, the spirit Two E two ten propane grill, uh, four 99. Usually it's down to three 99, save a hundred dollars. That deal is going on all the way through, uh, July 14th. So head over to your local value home centers, get yourself hooked up with the brand new Weber grill. How are you, Ryan Talbot? Hey, I am doing great, Matt. Feeling better each passing day. I'm excited to have another uh, Shout Podcast talk with you and our guest tonight. So uh, I'm ready to go. Yeah, so let's set this thing up a little bit. We're going to cover a few things. Uh, We're going to get into the match a little bit, talk about some of our takeaways, observations uh, from watching uh, everything that unfolded yesterday. I thought maybe some of the most interesting stuff happened before they ever stepped foot on the golf course, but we'll get into that uh, in a few moments here. We're going to talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, he obviously uh, is going to be retiring here after a 17-year NFL career. Four of those with the Bills, the longest stretch with any team in his uh, NFL career. And then we will bring on Bill's super fan, brother Bill, uh, for the first time. It's something we've been working on, trying to hash out for months, trying to find a date that works. Uh, he's got a very busy schedule uh, as a barber, uh, so he's going to fit us in here tonight. We're going to just learn a little bit more about him, talk a little Bills. It's going to be fun. And I thought Alex here on YouTube had a really fun comment. Uh, he said, I'd like to be a Spill super fan someday and <laughs> sit in a premium box and see each game every now and then the broadcast would cut away to me with the uh with super fan uh flashed across the screen very cool alex um i think that would be a pretty cool life to live what do you think right Albert? Yeah, I think it'd be a pretty cool life to live. Uh, you're starting to see some uh, commercials. You're starting to see a lot of recognition. Uh, some celebrity Bills fans who know who you know brother Bill is. They retweet his stuff. So I think there's some perks to maybe being a super fan as well. So the match, uh, let's get into it. And hi, uh, Kate and Cody over on Facebook. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick in a few moments. But I guess like let's just get into like the biggest takeaway. Uh we can I'll start with you Ryan just from you know what you witnessed last night uh the golf was really bad for the most part. I thought Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers saved it a little bit, but even Tom Brady off the tee was for for the guy that was putting out a video of, you know, the 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 shot from the fairway where he sinks it from like 150 out. I didn't see that guy in the golf course. He was pretty bad. What was your biggest takeaway from this from this this whole ordeal last night? Yeah, my biggest takeaway is I think Bills fans should be thrilled. Uh, you don't have to worry about Josh Allen leaving the NFL early to pursue a golfing career, a professional one at that. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, probably the nerves, probably having a national audience being out there with those uh, other quarterbacks. But yeah, he he was brutal yesterday. It was tough to watch. Obviously had that big pot on hole 12 that he almost sank. That was his highlight. He had a few decent shots here and there, but for the most part, uh, a very rough outing for Mr. Allen. What did you get out of it, Matt? 
Well, shout out to our, our good buddy, Scott Moreno, who is a shout podcast super fan. Uh, and he said that that's greater than being a bill super fan. I don't know about that, but we appreciate you, my brother. I was a little bit underwhelmed with the trash talk, like going into it. I, I wonder if maybe the guys kind of, you know, let go of their best material over the course of the weeks leading up to it. You know, Josh Allen and Tom Brady, I thought were the two that really kind of got into it. And then Josh Allen had the great golf ball uh, meme with Tom Brady's combine picture, poking a little fun of him. And then Tom Brady came back with a picture of the Lombardi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everybody's got that one. He ruined the joke though, Ryan. That's something that I think like flew under the radar. Brady was like, oh, have you ever seen a Lombardi trophy before? Tom, everybody's seen a Lombardi trophy. He <laughs> plays in the NFL. He's he's a quarterback in the NFL. He's he's wanted to play for a Super Bowl his whole life. Of course, he's seen a Lombardi trophy before. Yeah, I probably should have said, have you ever hoisted one of these before? Something along those lines, obviously. But um, you, you're right. It a lot of hype about the trash talk leading up to it. They're kind of quiet on the course for uh, the most part. Obviously, they they have to interact, though, with the hosts as well, with Charles Barkley, J.J. Watt. Uh, and everyone else. I'm sure it's harder than it seems. I know at one point they said Josh Allen's earpiece wasn't working. Uh, so technical difficulties too, but for the most part, I think you're right. I think the, the best material was shared on social media in, in the week or two ahead of the match itself. The, there was a really awkward exchange between Charles Barkley and Josh Allen at one point where I think, jo- I think Charles Barkley was trying to like, compliment josh and was like man i love to watch you sling it boy and i I don't know if like patrick mahomes was in the background and didn't really quite hear what charles said he was kind of like what and i think josh looked over saw patrick saw the camera and chuck said excuse excuse me or something it was it was super awkward like just like a weird awkward exchange but i thought that barkley made it the viewing experience Great. Like I, I'm a big NBA fan. Charles Barkley is is he's a staple of the NBA and watching like pregame, postgame, hearing what he has to say. And I thought he was he was excellent in that setting yesterday. Yeah, he's very comfortable with that. He golfs all the time too. You I, I enjoyed the back and forth with uh the PGA, you know, the actual golfer there with Watt saying that he's gonna beat him in golf, the confidence and the bravado that he had, but then also the interactions with the players out there on the course. They obviously respect and like Barkley and he delivered. He did help that broadcast quite a bit. So Josh Allen, the Bills put out a video today. They made sure to uh, double down on Josh Allen's like sneaky comment that he made to Aaron Rodgers when he was playing really well early. I think he sank a putt and Josh Allen was like, hmm, he's really good at golf. That's That must be what happens when you don't go to OTAs because Josh Allen had been at OTAs. The only reason he wasn't there on Tuesday because he had to fly to Vegas and get ready for the match. And uh, the Bills put out a video today that Josh Allen was back in Buffalo at practice today. Hmm. What do you think that that, I I was going to ask you about that. What do you think that that means to the the other guys in that locker room? Knowing the fact that the entire country pretty much was watching that last night. Um, If they weren't watching, they were tracking it on social media. He was in Vegas. He was on the West Coast. Probably could have gone out and partied. Patrick Mahomes started the party on the golf course, having a couple of Coors Lights, which by the way, Coors Light, really? Come on, guy. I remember my <laughs> first beer. Um, I was really surprised that Josh Allen didn't have a 12-pack of Labatt Blue. Let's be honest. Like I thought that we were going to see you know, a charity softball game, Josh, but we saw a very serious – and I think that might have been part of his problem. Yeah. Uh, but he gets back to Buffalo. He gets to practice. What do you think the vibe is in the room knowing that that's what he did last night and he was ready to work, get to practice today? I think that means a lot to that locker room. He's the last person that probably needs to be at these OTAs. You know you have a franchise quarterback. You know what he can do based on these last few seasons. And then you have him, like you said, he's out on the West Coast. Uh, This event ended around 1030 at night, obviously East Coast time. He takes a flight there back home and he's out there uh, midday back in Buffalo for an OTA practice. So it says a lot about the dedication, how seriously he's viewing this season, uh, knowing the importance of it, knowing that the Bills are the Super Bowl favorite. So I'm sure he heard some he got some uh, razzing from his teammates about the event itself. But to be there, I guarantee you every last one of them were thrilled to see him in the locker room today. We got some news uh, that I think kind of flew under the radar yesterday because of the match. Um, Andre Smith, a very valuable special teamer. Uh, he's going to be suspended for the first six games of this season after, uh, you know, in, in regards to 
performance enhancing drug. Obviously, probably testing positive for that in the NFL's uh, testing program. And that means that that's a really interesting development because Andre Smith, a guy that's kind of like a fringe roster spot, uh, roster guy from a defensive perspective, but what he adds in terms of value on special teams, it's almost like you, 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 pen, you put him in pen on that 53 man roster. If he's not able to play for those first six games, Ryan, I think that that seriously affects, you know, whether or not the Bills keep him around. I know that they like him a lot. And Andre Smith came out with uh, a statement, and I can actually read that for you right here. He said yesterday, the recent turn of events have been very unfortunate. I've been appealing since November to prove my innocence. I do not agree with the decision that was made, and I've never and will never take a PED. So if this is a situation where the Bills talk to Andre Smith, they've had him in their program for a while. They traded a seventh-round pick for him a couple years ago to the Carolina Panthers. You like the guy. Maybe that's something that you say, all right, well, we'll stick with him. Maybe they put him on the 53. They, you know, then, you know, then he gets suspended and a roster spot open up, open up. Who knows? But definitely something that we're going to have to track now. It makes things a little bit more interesting in training camp. Yeah, listen, the Bills can keep him on on the roster and then, you know, he he won't count against it when that suspension kicks in. But that still gives another player six weeks to take his spot Mm. on special teams. And and you look at this roster, they already have some depth linebackers uh, here, but they also drafted two linebackers this year. Terrell Bernard, and then obviously late in the draft, Balen Spector. So maybe this opens the door for a, a Balen Spector to go right in there and show what he can do on special teams and earn that job. You, you have the, your Tyrell Dotson, who's already part of the special teams unit. Uh, you have some other players on this roster, Giles Harris and, and players like that who have uh, been on uh, been around here for a year or two or depending on who people who have been here, but also some rookies and maybe even an undrafted rookie uh, who could be flying under the radar. And all of a sudden now they say, hey, I have an opportunity here. Uh, with this guy that was contributing about 60-some percent of the special team snaps being suspended for six weeks. So it it doesn't mean he's not going to make the initial roster, but even if he does make this roster, six weeks is a long time for some player to get an opportunity to put out some reps on, on film, actual game film, to show, listen, you should be keeping me when all is said and done here. And when that suspension's up, he should be the one getting released and trying to get added to the practice squad or, or what have you. What did you think about that, Matt? So I think the first thing go, you, you start thinking about the depth to your point and the opportunity that's going to be presented for some of these guys. Um, Alex uh, asks on YouTube if he's out of appeals. Yeah, the, the, the process played out. He's, he's obviously had several appeals going, dating back to November, as he, as he mentioned. So this has been an ongoing process. This isn't something where he just tested positive in the offseason. This, this is going back to last season. You know, Matthew uh, Harmon says he could say what he wants. You lose the appeal. Doesn't matter what you say. And listen, I, I covered the UFC for years. Like it's it's a very gray area, you know, in terms of what people, you know, the kind of work you got to do to put, you know, to to really check what you put in your body when you're taking these different kind of slu- supplements. But the first thing I thought of Ryan is Balen Specter. I, yeah. I on Tuesday, it's not something that um, I put in my observations. It was very, you know, small back of the notebook type of thing. But you know, there was a moment in practice where him, uh, Balen Specter, and Sean McDermott, you know, spent some time. Like, you know, it reminded me a lot of the work that he did or has done over the years with with Taron Johnson. You don't see often Sean McDermott during practice time just stop and go one on one with a guy. And I think that Spectre, I had a, a very brief chat with him back at um, Rookie Minicamp. Uh, nothing for a story, just to kind of get to know him a little bit and, you know, a little bit about his story. His dad played wide receiver at Clemson, so he was kind of like a legacy, went on, the, uh, you know, was a safety in high school, became a linebacker. So he's got that kind of versatility. The way that people talked about him at Clemson. The dude was just an absolute like lightning rod for contact. I mean, he just seeks it out wherever he's playing on the field. You know, you you should expect some type of uh, fracas, if you will, that he's going to get into. And so I think that Spectre is a guy for me that I'm, I'm zeroing in on. I think Bernard is a roster lock, but Spectre is a guy that I could see that being a situation where he's the last man out because they trust a guy like Andre Smith. Well, now with the reps potentially that he's going to get, in the summer, they can maybe, you know, he can maybe earn enough trust with the coaching staff where you say, all right, let's give him that roster spot. We drafted him. Let's go with that. And maybe try to get Andre Smith back on the practice squad if it works out. Yeah. And listen, uh, Smith is allowed to be there at training camp. He's allowed to be out there in the preseason, 
But if the Bills are smart, they're going to be giving someone else those reps in, in, in the live game action, the preseason games, because week one, you know Smith isn't going to be there. So you want to see what your special teams unit looks like without him. And, and Spectre is, is, you're right, probably the biggest beneficiary. He was drafted late in the draft. When you take a linebacker that late, you are kind of pegging them as a special teams contributor, at least early in their career where then maybe they can build into some kind of role on defense where they play a few snaps here or there. So he has a great opportunity. He played at a big-time program at Clemson. Uh, so you know he's played the best of the best. He's going to know what to expect. He's going to understand and pick up this playbook pretty well. It's going to be interesting to see what he looks like this summer. So check this out. Uh, Value Home Centers, they just opened up a new location in Bath, New York. We mentioned it on a couple pop a couple podcasts already. Uh, it's open. Uh, there's, they're planning a special grand opening celebration for all stores uh, beginning June 5th and running for two weeks after that. They're going to have crazy specials, low prices on everything in the store. Uh, so check out the details on that. You can find it over at their website, valuehomecenters.com. Uh, we did the math last episode from Buffalo. It's about two hours to get to Bath, New York. Just make the drive. Why not? It's a scenic drive, Ryan. I did the research. It's a scenic drive to Bath, New York. You you drive there. You maybe do some hiking. Check out a little. Uh, I don't know. There's got to be some type of little waterfall or something on the way. Every time I I I I kind of start traveling up and down New York State, you find all these little nice little nuggets. Uh, these like nice little pockets, if you will, uh, of things to explore. Just yeah, absolutely. And and one hour from Olean, as we found out on, on Tuesday night. So I'm, you know, I might have to make the trek myself. Now, if I'm uh, if I'm correct, I'm pretty sure that a lot of these deals are going to be at all the value home centers as part of the big celebration. So you might not have to make the drive, but I'm just saying it's a brand new store. Go check it out. All right. Moving right along here. Uh, I'm so excited uh, for this portion of the show. Uh, we've been working on this for probably like a year really where we were trying to find like a good uh, time to do it. You know, in season's tough. His schedule has been tough. Our schedule has been tough. So I said, and we were going to actually do it a couple weeks, weeks ago. And um, he was really gracious. Uh, I, I really wanted to focus in on what was happening in Buffalo at the time with the shooting at the tops. And so uh, we wanted to focus that episode that week in on, on having an important conversation about, you know, racism and, you know, just what's going on in this country. And so, Without further ado, uh, I am excited now to bring my buddy, Brother Bill, straight out of the <laughs> rot chat shot in the house. What's up, buddy? What's up, guys? I'm happy to finally be on here. Happy to How, have you on here. Uh, it is so crazy, like getting schedules to line up, right? Because I feel like everybody's got so many different things going on. And it's funny when me and Ryan started the podcast, we did a lot of interviews. We were really interview heavy at the start, but it just gets so tough to kind of line everybody's schedule up because people are doing all this stuff and you know, you, you're working, you're, you got a tough gig. You got this whole super fan thing going on <laughs> and also like the day job. Well, what's it like kind of juggling those two, th- those two lives, if you will. Yeah, it, it gets season wide. Like when the season's going on, it definitely is tough. Cause it's, it's like almost like another job uh, in the season when I'm pumping out videos and trying to think of things and ordering things to be like next day delivery to get my props in and all that stuff. <laughs> so that gets tricky, especially when it gets into like the the winter months and like it gets dark by like six. I'm trying to film in daylight and I work till eight, half the days I work. So like it definitely gets tricky. So I got to force my girlfriend out of bed really early on like Sunday mornings and stuff like that to get the early shots. But uh, it's so much fun. So it's always worth it. So, so how did this all begin? Um, I was had to be about three years ago now. It was like the week going into the the Texans uh, playoff game. And mm-hmm. I'm a diehard Cubs fan, too. And they have this dude. Uh, his name's Dom Frederick on Twitter. And he's like this, like, super positive, super funny Cubs fan. And I was like driving up to to Scranton, Wilkes-Barre to see one of my buddies play uh, for the Penguins AHL affiliate. And it's just a long drive. And I was like super fired up about the playoff game and feeling really good about that whole season. And I was like, you know, I want to make like a almost like a page that's kind of like that for Bills fans. Because I didn't feel like we necessarily had like we have a lot of awesome things, but like what he brought. Uh, I thought I had a similar sense of humor and like enthusiasm. So I was like, I'm going to make this page. And I was just driving up there. Brother Bill was like the first thing that popped in my head. I don't know why, really. I just thought it was like a funny 
name and uh bills by a billion was like the first thing i thought of too and i just started tweeting i didn't really have much of a following um and it wasn't until like a year and a half later when i started doing the wake up videos where like it started to really pick up steam and and get popular take me through um i'm, I'm gonna play a video here in a moment uh you sent it along today so people can kind of get an idea of uh if they haven't seen one of your videos before uh they can get an idea of what they are but T- take me through the week because you know you 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 mentioned it. You got to order stuff for your props, uh, so you got to get them in. You got to plan this. Like, what does you know? Are you planning things weeks out, or is it like you get to the game week and you sit down with a pad and maybe a couple buddies and your girlfriend? And be like, all right, what are we gonna do this week? Yeah, I definitely have like an idea board. So like, I've already started like jotting down just like loose ideas. I really don't think about too much. That's part of just who I am. I'm a huge procrastinator and I've always been that way. <laughs> and I honestly think I do better though when I do procrastinate. So I try not to like, I definitely want to get like a, a like basic overview of what I'm thinking. Like Cincinnati, you know, I'll put like skyline chili, like stuff like that. Like just like really basic things. And then as that week nears, maybe like the week before I start like kind of thinking about it, but right after whenever the the next, the last game like ended like that night, I'm like, all right, I need to like pump this out. And there's like nights where like I don't sleep because I'm like <laughs> in my bed just playing through like, well, how's this going to work? How am I going to tie this in and have it be new and like still funny so it doesn't get like, you know, I mean, just the same thing over and over. Because now we played some teams. I think I've done the Patriots like six times, maybe five times. Mm-hmm. So that gets a little tough. But um, yeah, the one I sent you is the playoff game. So like I didn't know who we were playing. I didn't know anything till a week six days before so that was that one was tough i was like very stressed out but the movie idea to to do goodwill hunting kind of like just popped in my head and i was like i'm gonna run with that it's just weird my my like randomly throughout the work of the work week i'll have something pop in my head and I'll write it down real fast in my notes and and then just kind of like make it happen <laughs> that's amazing the details that go into it like it's one thing to kind of like, you know, do the videos, but there's so much like little detail that you could tell that, you know, scripting them week to week, getting your dog involved, which I think is like <laughs> the official dog of Bill's Mafia, which is super <laughs> awesome. Um, it's just I, one cool thing about it is I feel like it brings people a lot of joy. I think it brings a lot of people together. And that's got to probably be one of the cooler parts of what you do. A hundred percent. And um, I think like the first year I did it was like the COVID year and it was kind of like trying to think of something that could like replace the tailgate gap and kind of like still have the tailgate culture. And like, I think that's what I was really like aiming for was like, how can I like, cause I couldn't go to the games anymore and do what I always did. So I was like, how can I kind of like bring this to life through Twitter and what I'm, what I've been doing. And it's so fun. That scene at the end with my dog was literally like, I was just about to go to work and I just thought of that idea right before I was leaving. I was like, I have to film this really fast. Cause my girlfriend had never seen it. So I made her watch the movie with me that the night before. Oh my God. And that's when like the, I got to go see about the girl thing, which I kind of forgot about because I hadn't seen it in a while. So I'm like thinking of how to end it. And I always try to put him in at the end. And I was like, that is perfect. So I filmed that real fast, but that was like my favorite scene ever probably. <laughs> that, yeah. That's unbelievable. Now you've you mentioned like overnighting props and things for these videos. Uh, what What's one thing where you, like you were maybe sweating to see if you were going to get it in time for one of your videos? Is there anything that comes to mind? Um, maybe not. Uh, there's a couple actually. One was when we played, it was both with Houston, actually the Texans game this year. And I did like the, I put like the water burger on like a, uh, like a model rocket and like tried to blast it off. <laughs> and uh, my sister lives in Texas so there's no Whataburgers here, burgers here, and they don't. There's like that one thing, Gold Belly, that like overnights food really fast for you, and they weren't mm-hmm. on there. So I was like, damn. And I had this like whole idea with it. So I ended up messaging my sister, and I was like, is there any way like you can ship me Whataburger, like whatever it costs, I'll do. <laughs> and it was like really expensive. And she had this idea because she needed a lunchbox for work. So she was like, I'm gonna buy a lunchbox. I'm not gonna tell them there's food in it because you're supposed to do all the stuff with food. She's like, I'm just gonna like put a bunch of ice packs in it and put like three Whataburgers in there. And like, hopefully it makes it, and I wasn't going to eat it. So like, it didn't matter. So <laughs> right. that she literally like shipped it to me. It got there like Friday, maybe. So that one was a little hard. Cause I was like, damn, I can't get it how I usually get things. And I didn't know if it was going to work out. And then the worst part was not necessarily getting it in time, but I, I bought the bottle, the model rocket on like a Wednesday. 
And like mm-hmm. I said, I'm a procrastinator. So I never opened the box. I was just like, oh, it's going to, I thought it was just going to be like together and I could just like press a button. And I, <laughs> me and my girlfriend went out for my buddy's birthday the night before for like dinner and drinks. We get home at like midnight Saturday night games at one o'clock Sunday. So I'm like, all right, let me just get this ready. So like we can wake up and fire it off really fast. And I open it and it's in like a hundred pieces. You need <laughs> oh to like hot wire. There's like wires and like, you have to like get it all right. And I'm like, not good at this stuff at all. I was up <laughs> like 3am, like sweating. Like, I was like, I don't even know if this is going to work. Like, uh, but it ended up, I mean, it launched kind of the Whataburger was a little too heavy to, to take off anywhere, but it looked pretty funny. But that one was probably the most stressed I was when I like opened the box at midnight and it's just hundreds of pieces. I'm like a little tipsy and I'm like, damn, I got to put this thing together. <laughs> I feel like you got to start a little side show, like uh, some type of like social media live video <laughs> of you putting like behind the scenes, putting this stuff together. Like you can literally go live <laughs> on Instagram as you're putting together the rocket. Like that could be like kind of like a side kind of thing going there i really should or, or like keep some of the outtakes because the some of the stuff that happens is just like <laughs> so i have a story um so i i kind of came across your page pretty early in the experiment experiment i have my cousin knows one of your buddies casey sheehan yeah, yeah. and i think he put it i had already kind of started to see your stuff but he then he told me he knew you so i started looking at it more and they were just like a riot like i remember one of the first ones where i was like this dude drove to Pittsburgh just for this video. Like that was, that was absolutely crazy. Like I just, I respect the hustle. I respect the grind, but something happened. And like your original Twitter account, somebody like reported it or what actually happened with that? Like with the original brother bill Twitter account. I had like a dude who like made like a fake account. So he was like using my name and like, it was like one hashtag off of my hashtag and it was like my picture. So it was confusing kind of people. And, um, he was just like being like terrible and like trying to get people mm-hmm. to think I was tweeting these terrible things. And I really wasn't paying it much mind because I thought if you just let it go and like, didn't give him any attention, it would just go away. And, uh, mm-hmm. the one mistake I, I didn't block him, which I should have, but he went through like whoever it was, went through all my tweets with like music in it and, um, reported like everything. And, uh, I got banned for like copyright infringement. And they kicked me off Twitter and then I had to restart it. Yeah. So that was really, how many, how many followers did you have when that happened? I think it was at 8,000, 8,000, right. Seven. I remember, so I can't remember who I was talking to. Maybe it was like Nate Geary or somebody. I can't remember. Uh, And I apologize if that wasn't who it was, but you know, they were talking about like that. They were talking to you about um, restarting it and you were kind of on the fence about it. And you're like, Oh, it took forever to do that. I don't know if I want to like start it new. And I'm like, dude, Start it back up, man. I get, you'll 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 be surprised. That thing's gonna skyrocket once again, especially when you have this big kind of like return, and then that's what it was. And now you're almost at like twenty thousand followers. Yeah, I feel like cool. that's awesome, dude. Like it's like it, you've kind of built it all back up. Yeah, I was definitely down on it. It was just like one was like it was frustrating after like how much it grown and and the people I like met out of it and stuff. But it was also just like did I want to like come back to like, if this dude was going to keep going at me, mm-hmm. like, was I, did I want to like have that? Cause it was affecting my like normal life now where I'm like, right. People are going to think I'm saying these things. Is this going to affect like me and my business life and like my normal mm-hmm. personal life when I'm not online being myself. But um, there were a few people who reached out to me and were being like super cool and reminding me like how much people really liked it. So that was kind of my girlfriend and a few other people. And that was kind of what got me, uh, pumped up to do it again. And then as soon as I came back, it was, it was just really fun. And I was like, yeah, I love doing this. (laughs) That's awesome. So in addition to being a super fan, you are one of the elite barbers in the area. (laughs) Do you ever have anyone come into the shop and kind of do like a double take? Like, wait a minute, that's brother Bill, like without even knowing that you were working there or or that was your shop. I've had some people randomly who like, aren't even getting their haircut by me that will like, be getting a haircut by like my boss and be like, I love the videos, man. Like randomly as I'm like walking by, like, so never like exactly like that, but there's definitely like moments like that where people just come up to me and be like, Hey, I love the videos. Or sometimes I'll be like at a restaurant and people will come up and be like, you delivered a pack of Pepsi to my house last year. And like, that's always really funny (laughs) and stuff like that. (laughs) What's the deal with the Pepsi, by the way? Like, 
Is that just something that you, I've never met somebody that was so passionate. Well, I, 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 gotta, I gotta lie there. That's a lie. I've met people that are like team Coke or team Pepsi, but never somebody that's so is ready to just plaster that over social media. Every chance they get, you love Pepsi, dude. So it's like an inside joke. Honestly, um, my best friend played hockey at RET a few years back. And I was, I didn't go to college. I was just cutting hair, like from the time I was like 19 on. So mm-hmm. I never like, my schedule was really easy to like, just like go chill till like 2am when like with college kids and stuff. So like I basically lived on my buddy's couch for four years and I was really close to all his teammates. And there's this one dude on his team. who's like one of my best friends from that team. And uh, he made this page called Pepsi dad. And it's just like a, I, I retweeted a lot because it's really funny, but just, a shtick of like this dude who doesn't know how to use Twitter, doesn't spell anything right, but just like loves Pepsi. Like everything he tweets is about Pepsi. <laughs> so like from this was like 10 years ago, nah, nine years ago, maybe. So that's when he started it. And it just became a, he's a Bills fan too. So we would just like make jokes about drinking Pepsi for good luck and all this stuff. And I just kind of brought it into brother Bill and like people just, I guess Buffalo is like one of the biggest Pepsi markets. So it just kind of took off to that, but it was really organic. Cause like I do drink a lot of Pepsi. I've been drinking Pepsi's for good luck in games for like eight, nine years, something like that. <laughs> and it's just like a kind of an inside joke between a few of my buddies that's like taken off with this community now, which is funny. Yeah, that's, that's great. Now it's something else you're passionate about Labatt blue. And yes. what was it like doing a Labatt blue commercial? That was awesome. They're really cool there. So uh, they've always like, supported me and like reached out to me and wanted to do stuff with me. And that was awesome. Like that whole idea was really cool. It was freezing, but it was really fun to go up (laughs) on the silo and get people fired up for the playoffs. It was pretty sick. I wanted to ask too, what has been, obviously that was probably one of the cooler things that have happened because of this kind of alter ego that you've developed for yourself. But has there been anything else that like, you know, stands out as like, wow, I can't believe this happened. Like, um, you know, I've had beers with Del Reed um, more times than I can count. And usually when we get to talking, it's just, he, he just starts talking about like, sometimes he can't believe like going from, you know, his job he had a decade ago doing IT and and, and working with computers. And now he's like making shirts and like the, the, the co-founder of Bill's Mafia. It's like, it just takes off. It becomes this crazy thing that you never expected but now all of a sudden like all these cool things are are part of it yeah um probably the one for me was when i, I was in that like pepsi ad with like a bunch of bills mafia people mm-hmm. and um it was halftime i was at the game with my girlfriend and uh i went up to get my good luck pepsi at halftime as i was up going to this like the thing like i i couldn't see the jumbotron or anything they were playing like the ad so I'm like walking back to my seat right after I got done playing with like a Pepsi in my hand. And like, as I'm walking back to my seat, everybody's like, I can hear them like pointing at or see them pointing at me and like whispering and be like, oh, he's got a Pepsi, he's got a Pepsi. And I get to my seat and like everyone's staring at me and my girlfriend's like, they just played your video. And everyone was like high-fiving me and like, oh my God, he's got a Pepsi. <laughs> cause it like just aired and I was literally just got back from getting it. So that was really funny just because like they played it at the Bills game, which was nuts because I never would think I was ever going to be on the Jumbotron there. And to see like Bills by a billion all over, like not, I don't know if I was the first one to ever say it, but I think I definitely like popularized it. So that's Mm -hmm. always really cool to see like that everywhere nowadays, which is really just surreal, really. What what about social media too? Because celebrity Bills fans, they're retweeting your stuff. They're commenting. I tell Matt all the time, like I'm like, Dude, like the total package package Lex Luger retweeted our our uh podcast or this because I was grew up like this huge pro wrestling fan, and that's like surreal to me. What about like for you though, with some of these celebrity Bills fans who are now following your stuff uh pretty religiously? Yeah, that was really cool. When Dell first like came upon my page, that was awesome. And he like reached out to me and like took down my number and like gave me a call and was just like, I love what you're doing. Like any ideas you ever have, like pitch them to me. I'd love to like do anything you're thinking of and stuff like that. That was, that was awesome. The most surreal moment for me was, I don't remember which of it, I think it was the Kansas city chiefs Sunday night game last year. And after my video, Stevie Johnson, like tweeted at me and was like, you're a legend brother bill. And I was just like, wow. Cause that was like 
my high school years, you know? So that was like when I was like a kid still and I loved him. He was my favorite player. I had his Jersey. So that was like probably like the coolest moment that I remember being just like, dang, this is sick. (laughs) Funny enough, my former life as a Bills fan, um, Stevie Johnson was one of only four Bills that I ever had a Jersey of. It was Stevie Johnson. That was the last one I owned. Terrell Owens. Because like everybody was getting a Terrell Owens. The hype right? was that real. Was, like, that was, the hype <laughs> for that was real. Bruce Smith throughout my entire nice. childhood. And Chris Spielman. Like I just, I love Chris <laughs> Spielman. They, Bills did a great job of marketing him when they, they brought him in. And I just like, I don't know if I saw like a, like a mini documentary on him or something or whatever, but I told, I think my aunt or something, I'm like, I need that for, for Christmas. I need a Spielman jersey. I was all Spielman all the time. That was like, it was just, he, he was my spirit animal at the time. I, I tried to live <laughs> life like Chris Spielman. <laughs> I was always known for having like really outrageous, like favorite players. Like I was a huge Andrew Crowell, Crowell guy. Ooh, okay. I had like a. I had a Roscoe Paris jersey. It was like right after Bledsoe too. So everyone would be like, you still got a Bledsoe jersey? And I'd be like, turn around and be like, Parrish. <laughs> and then I had uh, I had a Nickel Roby before he was Roby Coleman jersey because I like. Wow. From the moment he came to training camp, he was like five, six. I think he was like 20 years old too. And I was like, I was just all in on him just for those facts alone. And he had a he great. Being good. He- yeah, yeah, he had a great <laughs> camp and like into his first season. Like he was like a good, he was like a low key, like. I get the hype about that for sure. Like he was that first year was like awesome. Like he was so much better than I would have ever expected. (laughs) Ryan, what was your favorite Bills jersey that you owned? As a kid, I think it was probably I had Thurman Thomas uh, and I had Cornelius Bennett. I loved him. Yep. Uh, one of the last ones I had, believe it or not, and I, I don't know why I got it. Um, Brian Mormon. Well, I know why I got it. it was, he was like the best player on the team at that time. And, and where do you ever see punter jerseys? They were in stores and I, I had a Brian Mormon jersey. So that's one of the last ones. I've Brian ever Mormon jersey. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know this about you. This changes oh, yeah. the dynamic of our You just, of wait, our you just wait till there's the, the Matt Ariza jerseys in the crowd. I guarantee there will be some there will sooner be. rather than oh, later. There's a big difference, though, like when like your like moniker is the punt god. There's like a level of cool to that. <laughs> like Brian Mormon was literally like as a Bills fan at that time. I, I had nothing personal against Brian Mormon, but I despise <laughs> the idea of being known our entire team was known for a punter like that drove me absolutely nuts just at, but then he didn't he have the one big hit in the in the pro bowl the one year oh yeah laid somebody out out. sean taylor no he got laid oh no out. sean taylor laid him out Yeah, laid him I, out yeah dude i i this is terrible to admit i low-key like love that <laughs> i love he was like okay sean highlight. nice <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the Bills did that to themselves, though. They put him on uh, the season ticket renewal form right. one year. Like, it was him punting out of his end zone against the the Browns in that uh, – it was, like, a terrible game. It was I think it was a 6-3 final or something like that. I was that. at that so game. You were at – I was okay, at that see? game. Roscoe Parrish botched a punt, and he was benched for the rest of the year. It was, like, Jerron's doghouse. I think it was the last year of Jerron. And so you probably ripped off the Roscoe Parrish jersey right then and there. <laughs> it's probably one of the last times I wore it. <laughs> Shout, a Buffalo football podcast hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. So uh, we got JR here on YouTube. He says, Brother Bill, I lived in Wisconsin for six years. I have ideas for Green Bay video coming up this year. So this brings up a great point. Uh, and JR, uh, maybe send send Brother Bill a DM. Is that something that you get people like with ideas DMing you? Has it gotten to that level? Do you welcome those ideas or do you kind of like it to be you know, your own thing? Or do you like it to be a kind of a community effort? Every now and then I, I get some DMs. I, I definitely personally like to like 
think of it myself, but like, if you got a good idea and I like it, I'll definitely do it and give you a shout out or whatever. But, uh, that's, that's, I have one really, really good idea. I'm like in love with for the green Bay video already. So I'm excited for that, but I need, I need at least, I usually try to do at least like three, four things. So my DMs are awesome. Like, is there, is there pressure for you to deliver or have there ever been any like duds where they never saw the light of day and then maybe you, you changed it on the fly? You know, it's weird. It ended up being one of my best ones, but the Jacksonville Jaguars one, I was like super stressed about because I was like, I don't know anything about Jacksonville. Like, I don't think they have much of like a food culture or like anything. Like, I really don't know. So that one, I was like, this is going to suck. Like, I was like super down about it. And it ended up, I got the Jaguar car, which was huge. My boy hooked me up with that. And I made fun of Urban Meyer pretty hard. And that was like a time where, he was like right in the spotlight. So I think that just worked out well, but that one I was like really nervous for. There's been a few where I'm like, I don't know about this, but I think I'm kind of hard on myself too. So it's ended up to be good, but there's definitely times there was the Patriots Monday, Monday night last year Mm -hmm. where like I had to scrap like my, like it didn't, like I had a whole plan and it fell apart like Saturday and I had like nothing planned and I just had to like wing it and it ended up being a really good one too. And I was really happy with it. But like, I like ran, I ended up having, I had off that weekend cause my buddy was in town, which is clutch. So I like had time to go to the store, buy like a little video camera, whatever I used and like figure it out. But that one was really stressful. Cause like, yeah. What was, what, what was so bad about the first one? It wasn't bad. It just ended up like schedules. I had like a, I don't know if I want to say it because I might what I might end up. Oh, okay. Now <laughs> I'll I had like a an ex Bill who was like very interested in like being in it, and we were gonna do like the whole thing together. And the schedules just were like, I mean, when he's in town, it's pretty crazy. I feel like they have so much stuff to do, and he was trying to make it work on his end with with the things he was doing, and it just like wasn't gonna be. I just knew it wasn't gonna be right for like the shots that I had in my mind. I didn't mm-hmm. think it was gonna come out like how it would have been cool still, but it wouldn't have come out how I really wanted it to. So I was like, I think I'm going to have to scrap it and just, and he under, it wasn't like any hard feelings. Like we were just like, he understood he was really busy. So it just ended up like not working, but I'm going to try to reach out to him and hopefully maybe this year we can do it. Nice. Nice. You have to like tag us underneath and be like, this yeah. is what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm deliver that one. All right. So I wanted to get a couple more things in before we let you get out of here. First and foremost, Big news. We saved it for now because you had some reaction to it. And obviously big bills fan in the heart of the drought, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think that his, his place in bills history is, is a really interesting conversation to have. I saw Buffalo wins today, tweeted out something about Ryan Fitzpatrick, kind of like a, a very on brand tweet about just him not being as good as, as bills fans kind of remember him to be. And it just got me thinking to like, is he kind of overvalued because of how much he was just loved, beloved? I mean, it was so many bad years before he got here. There was a couple, you know, there was a lot of good games, but there wasn't really a lot of great seasons in that mix. But just, I don't know, like for me, I don't know how you can downplay his place in it, whether whatever that place is, because, you know, comes back for Eric Woods, um, you know, retirement announcement he goes to an actual playoff game last year for the bills takes his shirt off he's partying in the sea of the mafia like he's still in the nfl at that point he may have known he was retiring but still he's still an nfl quarterback and he's just i don't know i I love fitzpatrick i loved him when he was here um i love what i've heard about him obviously i've 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 gotten pretty close to eric wood i've had conversations with him about fitz before and the way that he talks about him and there's not a lot of like real genuine dudes and he to me he feels like that where do you feel like he falls in bill's history um i think you kind of nailed it it's kind of like what's the one saying like distance makes the heart grow fonder or something like that Mm -hmm. because i remember Mm -hmm. towards the end of his tenure like i was like fed up like i was like he's not the guy he stinks (laughs) like he's gotta go but as he goes away and like you remember some of the and you still see him having like the time of his life and like just making things work sometimes and doing just like you know, I mean, like lead blocking for like a running back or whatever. He'll just do it all. He'll lay it all out for you. And I think there's definitely like a respect factor that like, even when I didn't think he was the guy, like I loved him as a, as what he like was like, mm-hmm. was it his fault that 
our team wasn't like a very functional team and like they entrusted him to be like a franchise quarterback. No, like he did what he was supposed to do. I still feel like he just wasn't that guy. I feel like people who are like are raining on some people's parades are just being haters today. I don't think he's like a wall of fame candidate. He's like the ultimate dude. Like it was like the dude hall of fame, like a hundred percent, but like as a bill <laughs> no. but he's the man. Like I think any team in the NFL, if you have, a player showing up to your like an ex player showing up to your game shirtless, like any fan base is going to embrace that and be like, this guy's amazing. This guy's awesome. So what he is for the fans, I don't think you could take it away. Like he was awesome. He's an awesome dude. Loved being here, which a lot of people didn't, especially back then. So he's got a special place in my heart. I don't think he's all world or, or like going down in the bills history books, but it'll be in our hearts for sure. I think that's well said. I think he's one of the best journeyman quarterbacks of all time. And, and that doesn't mean you're one of one of the greats of, of the NFL, but this was someone that was probably brought in to be a quarterback three and he gets an opportunity with the Rams and he, you know, he's with the Bills, with all these teams. The one thing I noticed today, though, is just about every place that he played for, someone from the media uh, gave him a shout out about how great he was to interact with uh, someone from Miami was talking about his beard trimming process that he shared with them. And, and then obviously with <laughs> Tampa Bay the time he, he was wearing Vincent Jackson's outfit to the <laughs> press nice. conference and what what a, that outfit belongs to he's like the chest hair so he, he is he was just that guy that people love to cover uh, he was someone that even though he was never you know he wasn't the guy he had those little spurts where you thought man this guy can can keep you in games 2011 where they blow out the Chiefs they get the comeback or well the last second win against the Raiders and then they beat the Patriots and they start out three and zero and that Patriots game I remember people in the crowd throwing things up in the air is jubilation so he had his moments uh, that Bills fans will never forget on the field but he's just so beloved off the field you still enjoyed him even when he was with other teams. Uh, the, the fit scream that you saw here and at other stops, just little things like that made him so beloved everywhere he went. In high school, I worked at Frontier Field, like where the Red Wings play. I was like grounds crew member. So we'd be like right on the field and they had a batting practice day with like four Bills players. And he was one of them. And we were like shagging balls and like left field together while like Nick Barnett was hitting. And he, I was like a 17 year old, 18 year old kid. And he was just like, you know what I mean? Like chatting it up with me being really cool. I'll never forget that. Like he was just the man. He was super cool. He finished his bills tenure as the fifth ranked, uh, in passing yardage at 11,654 yards, fourth all time behind Jim Kelly, Josh Allen and Joe Ferguson with 80 touchdowns. And that's another crazy thing. Like Josh Allen's already third all time on the bills. Um, all-time touchdown passes list. He probably only needs two more seasons to get into uh, second place. Uh, he's got 103 right now, and Joe Ferguson has 181. So probably three, but like I can see a world with 17 games we live in where Josh Allen is second all-time with like 180-ish touchdowns in 2025 uh, at some point. But I think Fitzpatrick's career arc is so wild too because the Fitz magic moniker kind of was born in Buffalo. He had a, a bunch of games where he was like, you know, he brought the team back or he had big time moments, all six of his 400 yard passing games and the one six touchdown passing game of his career all came after Buffalo in all of these journeyman stops along the way. So I think to your point, Ryan, like I think that solidifies him as one of those goat, uh, journeyman. I mean, he was, he had already kind of made his mark. He had had his chance to start. And then it was really that second portion of his career where he just went nuclear at times when, and nuclear Fitzpatrick was just so fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. That, that's well said. Well, and, and, you know, you mentioned before the show that you were hoping to wear a, a Fitz t-shirt I and I, I used to have one and it was well before the 26 shirt stays and it showed him. And I think there's maybe a halo around him and it said like the Amish <laughs> rifle underneath and uh, it got had stains all over it. So I'm like, I had to get rid of it recently and I was distraught. <laughs> Yeah, I got that 26 shirt special uh, where it's the one of him at the press conference chest with hair, the chest yeah. hair and the, and the glasses. <laughs> it was too good to pass up. I had to order it. Uh, I just always I've always just had a soft spot for Fitz. I, I, I just knew that, um, you know, he's probably going to retire. I could probably get away with wearing it. And uh, yeah, it was pretty funny for this team, though. Brother Bill, before we let you get out of here and we got to wrap this thing up. 
this year's team, I guess the best, the best way to phrase a question is what about what the, what this bills team is heading into this year with what you've already seen of this regime, Josh Allen has you most excited or confident that this could be a super bowl run kind of team. I think the way um, we went out in the playoffs, honestly, like I think Josh, obviously he's amazing. He's been so good the last two seasons, two and a half, really. If you think, if you, if you really watch the games, like most bills fans do and not the rest of the world did, but like he, he didn't play his best football in the playoffs, even the year before when he was like still an MVP candidate and amazing. And like last year was like, I think that was him like not being scared of the moment anymore not having like, there's no nerves anymore. He was just like the guy, like, I mean, perfect, pretty perfect, pretty much. And that makes me really excited for like what's coming. Cause I think that was hitting his apex. And I think it's, it's just going to take off from there. And we added a ton to our D line, which I think was probably our weak link. Really? There wasn't much, but I think that was it offensive line and defensive line. So I'm really excited. I'm excited to have Jordan Phillips back. That's my guy. Obviously Von Miller. I'm excited about, but yeah, I think, I think it's sounds crazy, but I think it's super bowl or bust this year. Like I, I think this is the, the most put together. This team will be with like the way contracts are going to start going and money's <laughs> going to be a little tighter. Like I, I think the window's always open with Josh too, but like, this is like the year that this, this nucleus has to do it. Yeah. I think that's no, well that's said. Perfect. I think Super Bowl or bust is should be the expectation at this point. Like I thought like going into the playoffs last year with how well that they were playing, I was going into that playoff run saying it it kind of felt like Super Bowl or bust last year just because you never know year to year how things are going to change. And I thought the Bills were playing better than any team on both sides of the ball going into the playoffs. And if you remember, I'm talking about from that halftime of Tampa Bay to through the through the start of the playoffs, the offense had figured it out. They had the number one defense in the league. I thought that they just they had a really really good uh, field goal kicker. I thought all of the components were there, and you got to you know strike while the iron is hot. There was you know it was kind of a down year in the AFC. Cincinnati rose to the occasion. They obviously won a couple games, beat Kansas City, but I thought Kansas City was beatable. They they looked like it in that in that game, and then they were they were able to put a, pull it out. So I think you look at this year, the odds are what they are. I mean, no team has better odds to win the Super Bowl than the Buffalo Bills. They have the 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 odds on favorite to win the MVP in Josh Allen. I don't see any way how you get out of this season without a Super Bowl and have it not be a disappointment, aside from maybe an injury or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Barring a significant injury to one of your key players, it, it is a Super Bowl or bust year. And um, you know, Brother Bill already mentioned the defensive line, huge additions there, and not just Von Miller. Obviously, Daquan Jones. I'm a big Tim Settle guy. I think he's going to have a nice role on this team. I thought he was great in Washington. Um, but w- when you do add a guy like Von Miller you already have a great secondary. He's going to have a little bit of extra time to get after that quarterback, or he's going to force the, qu- the quarterback to get the ball rid of the ball a little bit faster. And that's going to work to the favor of your Trey whites, Kyrie Elums and that safety duo, Taron Johnson, et cetera. But it's also the little things. It's the fact that you upgraded your offensive line coach with Aaron Cromer and you bring in a, a Roger Saffold. It's, I, I saw a stat that uh, Josh Allen, you know, he doesn't check it down, but I don't think he had a great check down option. You bring in James, James Cook, who I think uh, can can be a, a check down option, a guy that you're going to get the ball to quickly at the line of scrimmage, a Jamison Crowder, who's known for the yards after catch, just little changes. And, and even though they lost their offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, to the New York Giants, at least you have that continuity with uh, Ken Dorsey, who's been here in the system. So it just all of it together makes me think this has to be the year. And, and again, to Brother Bill's point, as long as you have a franchise quarterback like Josh, and you're always going to be in it. You're always going to be in the conversation. But the team as a whole has not been this good uh, over you know the last two years. And it's going to get harder to be this good when you have players year after year that are going to be looking to get paid. We don't have this very often where we got breaking news at the end of a podcast, but we are going to have to go into a little bit of the start of this game. The Buffalo Bills have signed Tavon Austin, wide receiver, longtime wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, he came into the league back in 2013. And let me add it up here. Nine-year NFL pro. He has played in 113 career NFL games. He's done a little bit of everything. He's been a gadget guy. He's been a slot guy. He's returned 
kicks. I think it's really interesting. I want to get everybody's take on it. But my first thought here is, you know, adding depth. Uh, you know, they obviously moved on from Cole Beasley. I know a lot of people are excited about Jamison Crowder, but to me, this is a guy that comes in here and pushes all the pieces in there. You know, Marcus Marquez Stevenson, who was a rookie last year, is going to put additional pressure on him. He's had a little bit of a shaky start in minicamp here over the last couple of weeks in OTAs. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, he returned a lot of kicks last year. He was he was benched. They haven't really addressed that spot. Uh, Austin's primarily been a punt returner over the course of his career, so that could be maybe he gets in the mix there. We'll see. Uh, Brother Bill, let's start with you, and then we'll have Ryan finish it off. Tavon Austin, how does how does that hit you? Uh, as an Isaiah McKenzie stand, I'm a little worried. I don't like that. <laughs> but if he's going to return the ball, good. I see him mostly probably as like a return guy. I love Isaiah as a receiver. I don't know if he's the best return. I mean, he's good when he when he doesn't drop the ball or fumble, but <laughs> I don't know. That's inter- that is interesting. Like He's definitely going to give people a run for He's a vet. He's done it a while. Like He's going to give – push some people, but I, I, I think my guy Isaiah is safe no matter what. I got faith in him. Yeah, oh, I agree completely. Safe as, <laughs> for his wide receiver play, but I, I think for Tavon Austin, he has a chance to make this roster as the punt returner. You saw last year, McKenzie, you know, Stevenson, some other players. It just wasn't working, and at some point you have to stop putting Micah Hyde back there. Even though 99% of the time he's fair catching that ball, do you really want to put one of your key defensive players back there in a situation where something could happen? I don't think it's worth it. And with Austin in his history, uh, I just think he makes more sense at this point to bring him in to see what he can do this summer. He's had 25 fumbles in nine seasons. Uh, hasn't been quite as much of an issue uh, in recent years, but his the times he's touched the ball has gone down dramatically. Had a pretty decent year in... Dallas, where he had a couple of touchdown catches, but really it's it's been quiet for Austin since 2016. Uh, speed guy, he's a little bit older now at age 32, but I think you bring him in here and just throw another, you know, guy in the pile there and and see see what happens. Put more pressure, add more competition. I think uh, the wide receiver position has been one that people have wanted the Bills to address, uh, even in addition to Crowder and in addition to Khalil Shakir. Um, and who knows, maybe Tavon Austin wants to, you know, get in a situation where maybe he can get in some preseason games with this offense, which has been so good and, and really show that he could still play in this league. And maybe that's one area. If you look, if you break down this depth chart for the bills on their at, the, at wide receiver, that downfield home run hitter type of player, maybe, maybe they view Tavon Austin as having a shot to contribute in that department, but it's going to be an uphill battle for him to make the roster. Um, you know, I've been one of the people that have, have kind of, you know, pulled back uh, or, or tapped the brakes a little bit on the Jamison Crowder um, guaranteed a spot on the 53. I know that, that, you know, that seems to be the, the general consensus amongst the fan base. And he probably does end up making the 53, especially if he, if he connects with Josh Allen, they have a good chemistry, good rapport, but you know, you, the more guys you add in the mix, I think the more pressure it puts on everything and everybody. And it could be just come down to who's healthy as you get to that time when you have to cut down the roster. And, you know, I, I kind of view all of these guys in the same spot, same pot, if you will, in terms of Austin Crowder, and Marquez Stevenson in kind of his own little pot because he's got a lot of work to do. But Isaiah McKenzie, I, I agree with Brother Bill. I I think he's about as safe as it comes. I think what he could do as a receiver, I think it's why they didn't try to do more uh, at the position because I think that, you know, for as much as they use him in the slot and as much time as he spent, you know, learning from Cole Beasley, I think that there's more untapped potential for McKenzie as a receiver. And I think they maybe can try to use him in that department this year. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's all well said. I see someone in the chat saying uh, Stevenson is gone. You know, we, we've mentioned that, Matt. Drop issues. Uh, speed is there, but if you can't be relied upon to haul on the ball, if you can't re- be relied upon to be a returner, this is what a guy like Tavon Austin is brought in for is the, uh, maybe a direct competition to be that that last man on this roster, the bottom of the roster guy, uh, the last wide receiver, so to speak. So, it's going to be interesting. It's an uphill battle for for him to make this roster, in my opinion, as of right now. But we've seen some guys come in here, have really strong training camps and preseasons, and, and kind of prove their worth over those uh, few months. 
All right, Brother Bill, my man, thank you so much for joining us tonight, man. We really appreciate it. I hope you had some fun. I hope it was uh, worth the wait. Uh, it was good to, good, good to chat. 100%. Thanks for having me, guys. I, I love being on here. Thank That's you. Awesome. So you can find him uh, at Brother Bill 716 on Twitter. Uh, go follow him right now. Let's get him over 20,000 here. Uh, he, he brings the joy and smiles to the fan base. Um, it's been fun to catch up, man. 100%. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. You guys are awesome on a special Thursday night here. Valuehomecenters.com. Just so you know, customers can shop there anytime you buy online, uh, pick up today, or find a huge selection of products that they can ship uh, to your local store. You can pick up uh, from their warehouse for free. Uh, and then while you're at it, text VALUE, V-A-L-U-E to 80692. Join their text program. Receive a $10 off $40 uh, purchase coupon. Plus, be the first to know about new promotion deals and new products. For Ryan Talbot, I'm Matt Perino. We'll see you soon. Take care, everybody. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot.